Hey, welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be a scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as to leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have a great episode for you today. Today's guest is Cesar Martinez, and he is the owner of Martinez Safety Services, located in Phoenix, Arizona. They're an independent safety consulting and training firm with over 27 years of experience. Uh, Cesar, thank you for joining today and welcome to the show. Thank you, Gustavo. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So I was uh, reading a lot about you on uh, what you have on your website and just the years of experience and all the different uh, jobs you've done before. But uh, I want to get started before we get into like, you know, what your business specifically does is how did you get into like what made you want to go into the safety uh, business? Well, you know, um my my first career choice was really was getting one. I wanted to get into law enforcement, so um, I was actually going to school, uh, you know, taking administration justice and stuff like that. And I actually was doing some security work, um, and I was a supervisor for a company out in the Bay Area, San Francisco. I, I grew up in in San Francisco Bay Area, and um, anyway, so I was working at a high tech company at that time, and the the person that was responsible for the security contract was in charge of the safety and environmental health and safety department. So basically he said, Hey, we're looking for a safety technician that can help us out. Would you be interested in helping us out and joining the team? And I ended up rolling into the safety department and doing some safety work and, and still pursuing my career or pursuing my career of police officer work. And um, I ended up liking this a lot better. And I ended up staying here and it's been going on since. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, how did that uh, transition go from how many years were you in doing that until you like decided, OK, let me switch and, and, and do my own thing? You know, um, I, I think I always had that entrepreneurship uh, uh, in me. You know, um, I remember when I was really young, I used to have a, a small landscaping business around the house, you know, around my neighbors and stuff like that. I remember during the summer, I used to have a, a house cleaning business with my cousins and my my sister we'd go out to different homes and, and during the summer and and uh clean the houses for like five dollars i mean we can't do that now i don't think but back then we used to do that and so i always had that entrepreneurship um and then you know like in 2019 i'm sorry back when i was like 19 years old back in 1992 or something like that i can't remember um anyways i started uh i started a janitorial company and i started that janitorial company uh, with a $400 investment that I got from my dad or alone, I guess. And I started to run that business for about three years. You know, at that time, I believe that I was a little bit, uh, maybe uh, didn't have a whole lot of business sense, or maybe was a little bit uh, immature on the business side of it. And I, I ended up just kind of letting it go and got into, went back to a regular full-time job. And so I always had that. And then when I got into the safety side of it, um, one of the things when you're a safety professional, you get a different um, certifications that allows you to teach various uh, items in the industry, 
you know, confined space, trench safety, fall protection, and various other items. And, uh, and you can be an independent instructor. So um, I used to do that a lot when I used to work for uh, previous companies of mine. Uh, I always had people in the industry say, hey, can you come and help us do some training this Saturday? Can you help us do some training, you know, next weekend or whatever? So I, I kind of started to doing that. And then finally, I realized, you know what, I can do this full time. I can use my experience that I have and, and really help out the smaller companies that were reaching out to me to help them with training and, and get into that, the field of, uh, of consulting and management for them. And, and I did that. So I worked in the field. I worked as a safety professional within various companies for, I guess, in 1994 to about a year and a half when I went out on my own. And, and that's, that's what happened in 2002 or 21. 2021, we ended up rolling out on our own. Nice. And for those that are, you know, haven't heard about your business uh, and are listening to us for the first time, can you go into a little bit more uh, detail as to like what type of safety uh, services do you provide and who do you mainly work with? Sure. So so our, our firm is a construction safety and training management company and, and consulting firm. Uh, and our target uh, client and, and that I work with are, are construction companies, uh, you know, from residential builders to um, civil contractors, um, smaller companies that maybe have up to 50 employees, you know, uh, maybe they don't have the resources to hire a full-time safety professional that can help them with the, their management on the safety programs and stuff like that, or maybe they don't have the resource for training. So that's, that's who the client's base that I work with. And, and my services really is a full-blown, full-service uh, safety consulting company where I help companies either develop or redevelop their safety, safety program, their uh, in-house program. I may develop a, a training platform for their supervisors, their management team, or even their field, field workers. So I develop a training program for them. I also do uh, site inspections. I may go out to the job site and, and do like our checks and balances, make sure that everything's in, in you know, everything's in order, um, making sure that there's no issues and always making sure that they're, you know, they're being corrected and stuff like that. And, uh, and then another big part is a lot of these companies, um, they don't have someone that understands like the workman's comp and, and, and uh, injury prevention or management side of it, of the business. So with the experience that I have, I get to help them manage that side as well. So if somebody does get hurt, I can help them manage that claim and help them reduce some of their, their loss as a business, but still maintain within the regulations and, and be effective and, and continue to work. Okay, okay. And, you know, you're explaining all of the different services you, that you provide. How, as a business owner, and a lot of times people who want to get started in a business they're thinking about so many things like, okay, uh, do I need to hire people? Do I, um, how much do I charge? Um, how do I get new clients? So part of the things that we talk about on the show is, you know, what were some struggles starting out in your business uh, that you dealt with and how did you, you know, overcome those things? So if you want to share like what, what in, in your case, you know, what, what, what were some struggles? I mean, I think as a business owners, there are always going to be some uh, lessons learned and some struggles on various aspects of the business from, you know, from even something that's like your taxes. You know, I've never had my own, you know, 
uh, I always worked for somebody, so I didn't have to worry about my own deductions and taxes and what could be deducted, what can't be, and things like that. So that's that's one of the, the challenges as a business owner. The other one is really, you know, um, how, how am I going to market myself? I mean, do I use uh, LinkedIn platforms, social media platforms? Do I have a web page? That was another, another question or struggle that I've had, you know, uh, as I started. And then, uh, obviously, the, 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 the cost, what do, what do I charge for my training? What do I charge for services? You know, um, what's the package? So, you know, a platform like this, is, it's just a great platform because you, maybe someone that is listening can see, hear me and say, oh, man, I might do it that way. And what I did, honestly, man, I had my stuff already kind of planned out a little bit ahead of time before I went on. So I did a little bit of my research ahead of time and prepped a little bit. Uh, found out what are my requirements for insurance. You know, do I have to carry a professional insurance certificate? You know, um, um, how do I uh, uh, charge? You know, so I have friends that have businesses. Um, a guy had uh, a friend of mine. He used to own his own consulting business. So I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, let's have lunch. I'm going to be I want to go ro- roll out on my own. Uh, how, what's the best strategic to, you know, come up with a price sheet? How much do I charge and things like that? So when you have somebody like that within the industry that's willing to help you out, it helps you kind of set your platform. And, and that's kind of what I did. And then also being in the industry long enough, you know, uh, if you hire an outside company to do your training for your company, you kind of see what the prices are. So you can kind of gauge it off of that, you know, and and that's kind of how I set up my pricing. And the other the other thing, too, is, is you know, um, the fact that, you know, um, how fast is this going to go? Is it going to go really slow? Is it going to go really fast? You don't know. So you have to have an, an, a pretty good anticipation and target goals of, of how many clients you want to handle and how much can you handle before you, you're ready to hire somebody else. So those are some of those were some of the challenges. Yeah. You, you touched a lot there. I want to touch on one really quick is you mentioning that you asked one of your friends and uh, for different business owners that I've interviewed, uh, that tends to stick around a lot in the conversation is being able to utilize your network, your resources, you know, asking people questions or your friends like, hey, you know, what would you do here? Or how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Because uh, a lot of the times people don't, don't ask or uh, they want to try to do everything themselves, which I mean, I guess is okay, but, uh, the power of like, you know, working together with friends or family or people that want to help out can really, um, you know, make things a lot easier and, uh, you'll learn too, as part of the process. So no, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, um, you have to you have to have a group of people that you can reach out to. You gotta have you know some type of a mentor or somebody that that uh, maybe you know that that's in the same not not necessarily in the same uh, business as you, but is an experienced business owner. They're they're going to be able to help you out in a lot of the stuff. So networking is huge, you know, to develop that platform um, where you can reach out to some people so they can give you some guidelines. And then here's the other thing too. Um, you know, once you get going, I mean, there's people that have reached out to me and say, Hey, I want to start doing that. What should I do? You know? So I do the same thing because someone did that for me. So I want to make sure that I'm passing out my knowledge down to the other person and just kind of share it, you know, within, uh, people like myself or people like any business owner that started at one point. Right. 
So we just want to make sure that we have that communication going amongst different peers and colleagues and, and, and just be respectful of people. Some people may not want to give you a whole lot of information. That's fine. But you know who you can reach out to and who can help you out. Yeah, I'm a big believer in like uh, trying to stay close to the people that, you know, are that provide value and that are transparent and that are committed to their businesses and also me helping out the people right below me as well that are also trying to, um, you know, be entrepreneurs or be business owners. And I was just, just you know, whether it, I was in their shoes a few months ago or a few years ago, but always giving back and trying to, um, you know, make everybody uh, more, have more growth. So uh, that, that's super important as, as business owners is, you know, the more I think I'm a big believer in that the more the more you give, the more you're going to get. So uh, it's definitely something to uh, think about as, as a business owner. And for your business, uh, you know, what are some what are some ways that you ultimately went about to get new clients? Like, was it a lot through uh, referrals? Was has it been changing now? Like, how have you seen that? Uh, you know, evolutionize as you've been going through? Yeah. So, you know, when I first uh, thought of starting my business here in um, a couple years back, I, uh, I I got sick with cancer. I had a uh, stage three renal carcinogen cancer. Um, during that time when I was home recovering, I thought, you know, I always want to do something like this. I mean, why not just do it now? You know, why wait till you get sick and or why, why think of something that you want to do and not follow through with it. Cause you're always going to have that in the back of your mind, man, I just should have done it. I should have done it. I should have done it. Right. So just, if you have that thought of starting a business, write it down. What is it that you want to do? What, and then you start storming out ideas and, 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 and what business you want to do, what kind of uh, equipment you're going to need. Uh, do you require certain licensing? You just kind of set up your little game plan. You don't have to be a, 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 you know, a professional uh, a business development manager or anything like that. Just somebody that knows the, the business a little bit of what you want. If you know what you want to do, you can develop a game plan as to how to get there. You know what I mean? And then that's where you start reaching out to other people. So anyways, uh, um, that's what happened to me about, uh, like I said, back in two years ago, and I was in chemo for about a year or so. And uh, at that time, I thought about doing doing my own my own thing. Um, but I have I have experience of close to 28 years now. And so a lot of the work that I've received or have been getting recently has just people that know me through the industry. You know, I always want to make sure that you have a really strong network, people that know who you are um, and, and know what you're about. I mean, people can know me and I may be a big dummy just because they know me. They're not going to hire me. If I'm a big dummy. They're going to say, this guy's a big dummy. I'm not going to work with them. Right. So you have to know, you know, you got to know your craft. You got to know what you're doing. And, and, and that way, when, when it comes down to it, the only thing that you have as a business owner is your reputation, right? Or your personal, personal is your reputation. So if you have a good reputation behind you, people are like, oh yeah, I know that guy. He's pretty good. He knows his stuff. Or I've been through some of his training. He's pretty, pretty effective. Let's, let's see if we can help him out. So what I did when I first started, I kind of just reached out to certain uh, people that I knew in the industry that knew me. And I said, Hey, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm getting ready to roll out on my own business. Uh, safety training and consulting business and they know me and they know what I was about so like hey when you're ready let's sit down and talk 
So I developed that foundation to get going. And then it just started going. I got one, then two, and then somebody knows me through another company and, and then just through referrals. And that's how I ended up uh, getting the, the most of my most of my contracts that I do have. And then I did I do have a web page. I, I think I only had like two um, contracts that came out of that web page. So the most important thing out of this message, I guess that I'm saying is, is have that, that strong network, right? Have that strong network of the people within your industry. You know, I mean, you can have a network of a lot of people, but if you're not, I'm not in aerospace, so I'm not going to have a lot of people in that network. I'm not going to be able to do anything for them. They're, they're not going to do anything for me. Stay within your, your realm. Right. And, and, and that's, that's how, that's how it is. And that's how I set up my business. And that's how I ended up getting more clients just through that, that aspect. I do want to highlight one important thing that to, to me, I think it's important. And I really like, like, it's even, it's even inspiring to me that you said you were going through cancer and to me, like you didn't let, you didn't let stop you and you continue. And a lot of times people are not dealing with anything and they're not getting started and you're dealing with freaking cancer and you still are like, okay, that's not going to stop me. I'm going to move forward. So um, that's, you know, that's amazing. So just that alone, I think, would, if I needed your services, I would want to work with you because that shows me like how dedicated you are and how committed you are to making sure like this, this works, you know? So that's amazing to me. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, and you know, and I, I throw I, I, I say that story out just because it, it, I, to me, it's inspiring to myself still, you know, that I did that. And then the other thing too, I mean, I had, I had a, I worked for a really good company and I was at a position where I was, you know, a director of safety and management prior to coming on my own with, uh, you know, employee ownership. I had a really good position where I could have stayed there and, and retired without any problems. You know what I mean? Um, I, I left a really good company and I uh, to be out on my own. And some people were like, man, dude, why are you going to leave? You have a great job. You have a good company. And it's true. I do. I did. I had a great company that I worked for. I had great people that I worked with, you know, there had nothing to do with them. It was my personal thing that I wanted to get out and, and do it for myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, and, and if you leave your comfort zone, you may never leave your comfort zone and you never may accomplish what you wanted to do. And that thought's going to remain in your head all the time. If you leave that comfort zone, two things are going to happen. Either you're going to make it or you're going to fail. And if you fail, that's okay. You know, if you fail, then guess what? I have enough experience where I can go get a job tomorrow with a construction company as a manager of safety or director of safety somewhere anywhere in the United States, because I know what I'm capable of doing, right? Just as a business owner, I failed. That doesn't mean that my profession failed. So you just got to get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. I like to tell a lot of people, and I like to say myself that you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in order to, to grow and learn. Uh, yeah, if you stay comfortable, you're just going to be in the same spot. So you have to get through these different situations that are going to be uncomfortable in order to learn. So as a business owner, that's super important that you have to um, get through those different stages. What, what about for, so for uh, the business, Martinez Safety Services, what's What's next? So maybe, maybe you know this or not. You know, maybe you haven't thought about it fully. I don't know. I'm kind of like on the spot right now. But like, what's on the next year or five years? Like, what's the game plan? 
Well, you know, you have to have a plan. I mean, I mean, we we gotta look at uh, um, what's gonna lie ahead. You can't just kind of drive without knowing what direction you're gonna go, right? So, for me, I mean, obviously, it's to grow my business. You know, right now, it's it's me, and I kind of do everything. And I just recently hired my son, and he works nice. with me now, and he does a lot of field safety inspections and stuff like that. My wife works for me from the office and takes care of a lot of the administrative side. So it's kind of like a family business mm-hmm. in a way, but I also want to get to a point where I want to hire more field safety coordinators where they then, then I can cover a lot more clients, right? Um, maybe hire a couple more safety managers that have the experience that I do where we can actually start uh, actually promoting and selling our business to a bigger platform. Right now, I don't do that. Most of my business, like I told you earlier, is just based on on recommendations and referrals. But if I have that that platform and I have the team, then I can actually start looking out to uh, expand my business because I have my team, you know, ready to go with a couple managers, a couple trainers, a couple field coordinators, and that's kind of the goal. So within the next year or so, I, I believe that I can have. I hire a couple more safety coordinators to help me out with the field stuff. And I just kind of still manage the, the the administrative side and the consulting side of that. And, and then who knows, I'm sure within a couple, you know, God willing, I think everything will go well. I mean, in five years, I want to be a company that I can have, you know, staff safety coordinators at various projects across the nation. You know, I want to have a, a team of, of experts that work for my company. And, and I know that it could be done. Good. With that, I, I, I want to ask a question because you said across the nation, but I, on, and then on your website, I did see something in regards to like that said boots on the ground. So, um, is this something that you know you have to be local with, or can this training also be like online? Well, it, it both, it both. Uh-huh. Uh, when we say boots on the ground, you know, um. So as a safety professional, you know, you're always dealing with the guys in the field. You're always dealing with, you know, and so you have to be able to uh, reach out and communicate effectively and comfortable with these guys. Right. And you have to have like a comfort level between uh, more of a respect level between his position and my position. Right. Um, so when I say when I say boots on the ground, I go out to the job site. And the guys are not going to be saying, oh, here comes the safety guy. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Uh, in return, they're like, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing? Everything's good. Right. So they have that comfort level and respect to know that I'm out there to look out for the best interest and not to get them in trouble. Right. Um, right. And so some of the things is like when I get out to the job site, you know, um, if I do see something wrong, obviously, I'm going to tell them about it. And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, bro. You know what? I, I yeah, you're right. I, I should have. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's get it done. Let's correct it and, and move on. Right. And they do that. And so from there, that point on, it's like you have this respect and communication that goes both ways where we're both helping each other out. You know what I mean? I'm helping them mm-hmm. uh, kind of remind them of the regulation. I'm helping out the company and he's helping making my job easier by just the attitude I'm getting back from him. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's, a, that's what, I, when I mean boots on the ground. Okay. So, and then when we talk about training, you know, um, the training is, it, I, I can do virtual training. I can do, mm-hmm in-person training. I think when we do in-person training, in-person training, um, I think what we get out of that is you get a lot more actual be, uh, interaction between the, the, the students and myself. You know, some classes may be a little bit more joyful. Uh, we may throw in a couple of jokes at some and some may be a little bit more serious. You know, it, you got to kind of gauge your audience 
And and then the other thing too, a lot of these guys that go through these classes, they've been through these classes numerous times. So more, most of the time, these guys are willing to share some stories of, of something that have happened in their, you know, history in the career of a, of a, uh, a pipe fitter or a carpenter or whatever, when I'm talking about a certain topic, they chime in and that makes it a lot better. When you have, you know, online, you kind of miss that personal element. So, um, yeah. but yeah, we do it. We do it all. Okay. What um, what is some advice you would give to somebody who wants to get into the safety industry? Like, where should men potentially have their own business, like you as well? But where where are some things, some areas where they should start off? How do how does one get started? Well, let me tell you, a lot of times, and I, I was just having a conversation with my son earlier today about this. That you know, a lot of times, a lot of safety professionals don't really want to don't don't end up being safety professionals because that's what they wanted to do. They kind of fall into it. You know, if you were a superintendent at a construction project or a construction company, and you're like, you know what, I'm done with dealing with the projects and, and you know, you're a good leader. Um, they, a lot of times these guys get transferred over and work under the safety department. You know, they become safety managers because they have the experience and they've been through a lot of training. So um, you can do that. But I, I, what I was saying is that there's, there's a lot more, um, there's a lot of safety avenues and there's a lot of safety professions, right? You can go into construction safety. You can go to, uh, you know, general industry. You know, you can go into um, aerospace safety. There, there's just tons of different avenues. So you really want to pick and see which one do you want to do. Or maybe you're already in an industry and you want to get into safety, mm -hmm. right? And that's probably the easiest path. So if I was, I've been in, in the construction industry. I'm not going to do aerospace safety because I don't know anything about that. I mean, I could, it'd just be easier for me to get into this aspect of, of uh, right. safety within my realm. So know what, what, what path do you want to take? What, what industry you want to be in? The other thing too, is um, there's just a, a different ways of getting into the safety field. A lot of companies may have uh, on the job training, you know, that they hire uh, a labor and roll them into a safety position and they get in in-house training. Another opportunity may be, um, you know, or another way of getting into it is going through formal education. You know, you can go through different different universities now have construction safety management or risk management uh, off classes and, and, and certificates and stuff like that. So there's different ways on the educational side where you'll get an actual foundation of safety in, in the educational sector. Um, National Safety Council, it's another one where you can go in and get a certificate program. They have different elements of training and certificate programs in safety. So there's different ways of doing it. But like, like I said, the only thing that I do say is find out or not find out. Yeah, find out what, what drives you. What, what do you want to do? That's going to make yeah. it easier. I didn't go that yeah. route. Yeah. So okay. there's two. Okay. And I want to ask, like, I always ask every guest, I've been asking every guest this, and every answer is always so different. But uh, at this time, or like in this year, what, what does success uh, mean to you for the business? You know, I think success for me in the business side of it, um, I, I think really is just making, making the connections with, with my clients that I'm working with, you know, making that relationship work, um, making sure that success, making sure that I'm providing good services to, to my clients. Um, um, Cause without that, there won't be nothing, you know? So that's very important 
to me, success is that my company, the companies that I work for are happy with the service that I'm, that, that I'm giving them, you know, uh, uh, success for me is when, when a company owner calls me on a, on a topic that, you know, they're not sure about that they have enough confidence to call me for me to give them the advice that they need or they're looking for, or maybe I can just help them out with certain things. And they may say, Oh, you're right. I didn't think about that. Right. That to me, that's success, you know, that I'm doing that. And it's helping again, by me doing that, the success part of it, the result is going to be again, growth and, 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 you know, just getting bigger as a company. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, says that if a company needs safety training, uh, what's the best way that somebody can get in contact with you? Yeah, I mean, so we uh, we have a webpage, uh, martinezsafetyservices.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. You can follow me, uh, Cesar Martinez, and then uh, it'll pop up at Martinez Safety Services, and also on Instagram, uh, Martinez Safety Services. Um, but yeah, through through my uh, through my webpage, there's a link that you can actually to my uh, get an email through there for requests. And my phone number is also listed on there, so there's there's those ways to get a hold of me. Okay, and then what? Uh, someone was interested, like in getting on board. Like, what does that uh, process look like? Do you like if somebody's local? Do you go out to the side, or is it more uh, on the phone, and then you evaluate that stuff? Yeah. So you know the 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 thing about the work that we do, and I think this is a good tip for a lot of people that are want to get into the industry as a safety mm -hmm. professional or as consultant and stuff like that. I mean, you want, you want to make sure that you're picking up clients or working along clients that, that really want your service. You know, a lot of companies may hire you because they had, they just want someone to, or they're just doing it to cover their butts, I guess you could say, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they don't, they don't really care if they have safety or not. They just want someone that if something goes wrong, they can have somebody to fall back on. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of customers like that, that not, not, not customers that I have. There's a lot of people in the industry mm -hmm. that own businesses like that. They don't feel mm -hmm. that maybe safety is that important for them mm -hmm. to invest some of that money. So for me, when you're getting ready to start and, and look at your client list, that's the first thing is, do they really want to work for me or with me, not for me, but work with me? Mm -hmm. Or do they just want someone to, uh, check the box what do yeah. you want so yeah. when it's like that i'm not going to work with a uh, with a client like that that doesn't have the same goal as mm -hmm. i i do. well mm -hmm. you know so that's one of the things uh the other thing once i say okay yeah man let's let's see what we can do um i usually you know uh send out a, a proposal of my services that i provide and what they're looking for and stuff like that so it's, it starts with conversation what are you looking for i ask questions about like what what size company do you have? What's the, you know, what's your background like? How many injuries do you have? And just a bunch of lot, like information to help me kind of understand their, their, their safety culture or understand their, their level of safety within that company. So once yeah. I do that, then I, I, uh, if they say, okay, yeah, man, I think we want to work with you. Um, then after that, I do set up a little, uh, goals and expectations meetings with the owners or company representatives. And we kind of sit down for about an hour and we kind of look at, we ask questions like, you know, what are you expecting from me? Here's what I can do for you. We ask questions about their safety manual. What kind of training do they have? Just, we start just hashing it out and develop a game plan. And then from there, we just kind of have a, a target dates of, of things that we want to complete. And, um, and that's how that goes. I like that you mentioned that you, uh, you know, 
want to work with people that actually want to work with you and not just, you know, fill out a, a box and check a box just to be safe. Um, because a lot of the times as business owners, I, I think people tend to forget that we're interviewing the customer as much as they're interviewing us to get selected. So it's not just the customer saying, okay, let me see if you're a good fit. Like, I also want to know if you're going to be a good fit for me because the more we vibe together, the, the better the relationship is going to be and the better the results are going to be at the end. So, and, and it's not to feel like, you know, not it's not to come off as like, oh, you know, he's too uh, picky or something like that. Like uh, you have to really work with people who really want to work with you at the end of the day. Yeah. Cause you know, it, it's true because you know, it, it's, it's, it's something that, I mean, like every, any other business owner, I mean, that's like their baby, it's their pride, right? I mean, it's like, this is what we're building here. And if I'm going to work with somebody, I want to work with somebody that's kind of be like-minded with what we're trying to set up a goal. I'm here to help your company get better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I want, I want that from you. I want to get that feeling. I want to get that, you know, I'm looking forward to working with these guys. They're really cool. You know, they're very open. They want to make changes, things like that. And that is huge because I don't want to spend a lot of my resource and my time uh, with a company that doesn't really want to follow through with a lot of things. Um, maybe they don't have any accountability. And, you know, what happens? Something goes mm-hmm. wrong. Who, who fails? Did they, do they, did they fail or did I fail? Or maybe both. You know, maybe yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I should have pushed a little bit harder. But really, mm-hmm. they're the ones that are calling for me to help them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Yeah. It's a really tough one, man. But yeah. like I said, you just gotta have that that mesh with with the, yeah. with your client and the, I I don't call them clients. I call them my partners. You know what I mean? Partners. Yeah. Yeah. Me. I do too. You're right. Yeah. Partners. They're partners. Yeah. Uh. So we'll put your information here in the show notes for the audience that's listening. If they need to get in contact with you, you'll have, you'll have the website link, your Instagram pages, so they'll be easily uh, able to get in contact with you. So I want to thank you again. Caesar for being on the show. I also want to thank the audience for listening to the podcast. Please remember to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Uh, and I want to tell the audience again to tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story.